Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. And welcome back. This is Lock and Load, hour number three, talking with the writer extraordinaire coming out of Amalan.com. That being Dean Weingarten. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Bill. So let us let, let, let's start with this. Let's talk about the now. I, I'm very interested in this. Bills to reform firearms code on address pass House yes. Committee. Tell me about what this. What this is is that. Uh, the way that the federal code is written when you purchase a firearm, you have to have a permanent address that is a physical address that you put down on the 4473 as your address. Uh, that's part of what has evolved out of the Gun Control Act of 1968. Okay. Now, the problem with that is that there are quite a few people that don't have a physical address. Uh, for example, uh, a physical address in the United States, let's say. So if, if you're an expat and you live overseas, you're not allowed to purchase a firearm because you don't have a physical address in the United States. You, you might come and you might visit. Maybe you want to leave the firearm with one of your relatives or something when you're not here. But you're not allowed to purchase a firearm from a federally licensed dealer because you don't have a permanent physical address in the United States. Right. Or, and there are more and more of uh, these people who have adopted a lifestyle that they like to move around. Uh, many of them are retired or they work in the gig economy or they could be a writer like me that you can write from just about any place. You get an Internet connection. Uh so you don't have to have a permanent physical address in one state. You probably have an address, uh, you know, a mail drop or a post office box or something like that. Uh, and you probably have that in a state where you register your vehicles and maybe register to vote and so on. But if you do not have a permanent physical address, you're not allowed to buy firearms from a federally licensed dealer. Uh, or say that you are a military uh, spouse and your state of residence is the state at which you joined the military, but you're stationed in another state. You may be stationed in some place like Texas or South Dakota or whatever. And, but because your permanent physical address is the state in which your spouse joined the military or where you were when you when your spouse joined the military, you don't have a permanent physical address in that state. You can't buy firearms from a federally licensed dealer there. So what this bill is, 
it says that you don't have to have a permanent physical address in order to buy a firearms from an SSL. That a post office box, which acts as your address for mail delivery or where you're registered to uh, license your vehicles or to vote, is sufficient for you to be able to purchase from an SSL. Uh, and it applies to people who are military spouses. And, and uh, another thing they do is they, they uh, many um, tribes in the United States, uh, Native American, whatever you wish to call them, um, will issue IDs. And those are currently not accepted as a form of identification that can be used to purchase firearms at a federal firearms license. So what this this bill does is it puts exceptions in uh, so that if you do not have a permanent uh, address in the United States, you can use alternative addresses such as a post office box uh, or, and I should say that if uh, it allows tribal identification to be used to purchase firearms uh, as well as uh, state uh, identification. And so it it opens up some or solves some problems it, that created by the Gun Control Act of 1968, where some people are legislated out of the ability to purchase firearms because they don't have a permanent address. Uh, now, that it's, it's passed the House committee. Now, that's a pretty big deal because once you, many bills are introduced, I should say, and most of them don't go anywhere. You know, they're just introduced and they never get a sponsor. Uh, they just die in committee. They're, nothing ever happens. But this bill has actually passed the first committee in the House. So that means it's got a better than average chance of passing. I don't think, I don't give it a very high chance of passing because there's a tremendous amount of controversy going on in the Congress today, as many people will have noticed just by the news that's going on. Right. And there's this, this power uh, structure where people, I would put it this way, between we the people, essentially, and the deep state uh, ruling class, uh, there is this power play going on. I would say that in the House, Speaker Johnson, Mike Johnson, um, essentially represents we the people. And uh, the the ruling class, I would say, you could argue is uh, represented by uh, either uh, Joe Biden or by Senator Schumer in the Senate. And it doesn't include just Democrats. It's also uh, some Republicans. And they don't want ordinary people to have much say in what goes on in the government. So this bill gives a little bit more power. I mean, it's a reasonable bill. And it cuts back on some of the restrictions, some of the infringements that were put in place by the Gun Control Act of 1968. So... It probably doesn't get a lot of attention, and because it doesn't get a lot of attention, the chances of its passage are not great. They're not terrible because it passed the committee already. But 
so much other stuff that's going on, and there's so much of a gridlock, which isn't always a bad thing. No. That this bill's chances of passage are are less than 50%, I would say. Uh, probably quite a bit less. But the fact that it passed the committee is a big hurdle, and that means it has a better chance of passage in the long run. Because I think quite a few congressmen would look at this bill and just say, well, that's no big deal. We're just trying to fix problems that exist in law. There are some people, for no good reason, who are simply banned from purchasing handguns from federally licensed dealers. Right. Just because they don't have a permanent address, a permanent physical address. Most people have some type of mailing address. But the uh, 4473, the form that you fill out when you're going to purchase a firearm through a federally licensed dealer, does not recognize a post office box or a similar address as something that can be put down on the form uh, and allow to allow you to purchase a firearm. Let me get you, to, is, let me get you to hold right there. Didn't we're, we're coming up on the break. You can finish this up on the other side of this article. Ripped straight from the pages of Ammoland.com, the biggest website of its type, and Dean is the biggest writer there. Nearly, uh, is it 2,400 articles, articles yet, Dean? Yeah, a little bit more. A little bit more than 2,400 articles. I knew that. I just I couldn't remember if it was 2,300 or 2,400. After a while, the, the numbers stagger me. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Tactical Innovations is the ultimate one-stop shop for all your competition, law enforcement, and military needs. Home of the Weapons of Wick. Now featuring the new Pit Viper, Terran is the one who trained the one. And he is Hollywood's go-to for taking the weapons and training to the next level. His legacy of championship wins, spanning across decades, is due to his uncompromising dedication to perfection. These innovations are now offered to you at TerranTactical.com. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com. 
or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100, shopsupertea.com. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. This is Lock and Load talking to Dean Weingarten. We were talking about the uh, talking about this bill before the House, and uh, I know you got a little bit to talk about on that real quick. So let's get that finished and out of the way and move on. Very good. So what the bill is, it's allowing people who don't have a permanent physical address, such as people who live in RVs or, or maybe people who live overseas and don't have a permanent United States address or uh people who are military spouses and their permanent address is another state from where they're living on duty to purchase firearms from federally licensed dealers giving their mailing address as their address on the form. It's a minor change which uh, corrects some of the problems in the law that were created by the Gun Control Act of 1968. Now what we see is that a lot of people say, well, you know, this is sort of okay, but why don't we just repeal 1968? The whole law is an infringement on the Second Amendment. And, you know, I can't disagree with that. It's just I don't think we can get a repeal of all of 1968 at present. So I would be happy to get this minor change, which helps correct some of the deficits of 1968. But before 1968... If you were a resident of 
the United States, you could buy a firearm anywhere they were legally for sale. So uh, it didn't matter if you lived in Chicago and you wanted to purchase a pistol on your vacation to Wisconsin, you could buy one from a little shop that had pistols in Wisconsin. And I grew up in that era. And before 1968, on the little town that I lived in on Main Street, there were four or five different businesses that all had pistols for sale. You didn't have to have a federally licensed, federal license to sell them. Um, and, you know, so it didn't matter if the person purchasing was a tourist or not from another state. They handed over the cash and you handed them over the pistol. Um, that was how free it was prior to 1968. 1968 changed all of that, compartmentalized, and to turn the purpose of the Commerce Clause on its head, instead of facilitating commerce between the states, the Commerce Clause was now read to prevent commerce between the states by saying that the federal government could stop commerce between the states. And that's kind of similar to the way that uh, California has tried to use uh, the Commerce Clause in its law on ammunition. So recently, well, oh gosh, it goes back a a, a couple of years. In uh, 2016, voters in California voted for Proposition 63. Now, that proposition created a license where you could pay $50 and you got a license to buy ammunition that was good for four years. Uh, And basically, you just simply had to have that license and it was good for four years and then you could buy ammunition. But the legislature in California wasn't satisfied with that. And before the proposition was actually voted on, just a few days before, they passed a bill Bill uh, 1235 that didn't require you to buy a license in order to purchase ammunition with the license being good for four years. It required you to have a background check done when you attempted to purchase ammunition anytime you attempted to purchase ammunition for any amount. So it went from a moderately restrictive bill, you have to buy this license and then you can buy ammunition just about anywhere you want, any way you want, to an extremely restrictive bill that not only banned you from buying ammunition without a background check, which costs a significant amount every time. I mean, it's hard to justify buying $2 worth of ammunition when you have to spend $10 for the background check. So... In this uh, change in the bill, it was very restricted. It it restricted you from bringing ammunition back into California from another state. It restricted you from ordering ammunition through the mail. In other words, it tremendously restricted interstate commerce of one state of a constitutionally protected item. So it was very quickly challenged in court. And this, uh, it was found to be unconstitutional in, on April 23rd, 2020. And uh, Judge Benitez, who was the one who heard this case, uh, heard the case and he issued an order 
granting a preliminary injunction to stop enforcement of the law, which is clearly unconstitutional on several levels. And then a, uh, on 20, April 24th, one day later, a three-judge panel granted a stay to stop the preliminary injunction, which allowed the law to go into effect. Now, this is all being contested in the court uh, as time goes on. That law, that case was kind of held in abeyance, waiting for other cases to go forward. And then we got the Bruin decision, which clarified how to apply the Heller decision from 2008. And it said, all you uh, courts, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it said, the courts that have created this complicated system of trying to decide the goods and bads of a particular law and whether or not they should allow it to apply, whether the Constitution applies in these cases, and it's a very complicated two-step process. And in Bruin, they said, no, that's not applying Heller correctly. Here's how you apply the law. You see, you look and you see, does the law infringe on the ability to keep and bear arms, particularly for self-defense, in the United States? Clearly, a law that prevents you or infringes on your right to purchase ammunition infringes on the Second Amendment. And then it says, you look to see, are there historical examples? In other words, what did the Second Amendment mean when it was passed? I mean, and that's the obvious thing to do. When you have a contract, you don't wait 50 years into the contract and say, well, what do the words mean now? You look at what the words meant when the contract was signed. And what Bruin said was the Second Amendment was decided. It was ratified in 1791. So you look around 1791 see what the people understood the Second Amendment to mean in 1791, and that's the standard you use today. And if you can find that it was commonly accepted in law, in statutory language, that certain possibilities were excluded from the Second Amendment. For example... Well, I'll tell you what. Hold on right there. Hold on right there. We're uh, coming up on the next break. These articles that you hear Dean talk about, all ripped from the pages of AmmoLand.com. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. 
Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality Built American Made Products for 45 plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment, we perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. A news update. Sex and money taking center stage in the hearing regarding the potential removal of D.A. Fonnie Willis from Donald Trump's Georgia election case. A Trump co-defendant alleges that Willis financially benefited from hiring Nathan Wade, who allegedly treated her to luxurious vacations. Wade claims that Willis contributed financially, but lacks deposit slips to substantiate the payments. He also acknowledged a sexual relationship with Willis. Climate activists dumped red powder on the cases holding the U.S. Constitution displayed in the National Archives in Washington D.C. The two men posted a video on X standing in front of their mess saying, we all deserve clean air, water, food, and a livable climate. The FDA has issued a recall for close to 60 products found to contain tainted dairy. A widespread listeria outbreak has been traced back to cheese, yogurt, and sour cream produced by Rizzo Lopez Foods and distributed under various brand names. John Schaefer, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain. Until one day, the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day, Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. Welcome back. This is Lock and Load, talking to Dean Weingarten, talking about the California 
ammo fiasco nonsense. But it's California. I don't know what we expect out of them. Anyway. Well, we don't don't expect much in the way of constitutional law. Yeah. And what California did starting about 2016 was they put severe restrictions, infringements, I would say, on the ability of people to purchase ammunition. Uh, You had to undergo a background check. You're not allowed to purchase ammunition by mail. You're not allowed to purchase ammunition in another state and bring it back. All of these things are severe infringements on the right to keep and bear arms under the Second Amendment. And uh, Judge Benitez twice now has found that the law is clearly in violation of the Second Amendment. And the standard that he used to find that is from the Bruin decision in 2022 and before that the Heller decision in 2008. And what the courts were doing, the appeals courts, particularly the Ninth Circuit, was one of the worst offenders. They created a complicated way to interpret Heller that essentially said, well, the court gets to decide whether it's good or bad if this law is in place, or if we want to allow the legislature to decide instead of the Constitution what's allowed. And then in Bruin, uh, the Supreme Court said, no, you're not allowed to create this this, uh, complicated multi-step process to decide if something is an infringement on the Second Amendment or not. You have to look at the law, the Second Amendment, when it was ratified in 1791, what the words meant back then, what the people believed they were ratifying when they ratified the Second Amendment. And it said, so if you look back at 1791, the Second Amendment says you have the right to keep and bear arms. Well, to keep arms means you have to obtain the arms somehow. You have to be able to buy it or trade for it or make your own. But at the time, it was not allowed that you would steal somebody else's arms, somebody else's guns, if you didn't have one of your own. So the Second Amendment clearly allowed for laws preventing theft of firearms. That is not an infringement on the Second Amendment. Uh, You know, the right to bear arms for self-defense or just generally doesn't give you the right to just murder someone. There were still laws against murder, murder with weapons in 1791. So there are limitations on the Second Amendment, but there were no laws against buying ammunition. Now, there were some laws that said that if you were a slave, you couldn't uh, carry a gun unless you had permission from your master. And there were laws that said you shouldn't buy or sometimes Uh, or sell uh, a firearm to uh, Indians that were not citizens of the United States or of the various colonies. But those are not anything like saying that people who are part of the polity of the United States can only buy ammunition if they first get government permission to do so. I mean, there's, there's no question. So, it's very clear that the ammunition law in California is unconstitutional. And on January 30th of this year, 2024, Judge Benitez issued an order granting a permanent injunction 
to stop the the enforcement of this unconstitutional ammunition law. And the uh, defendants, which are essentially the state of California, asked for a stay on his permanent injunction. He said, no, we've been through this for years. It's clear what's going on. There's no question the law is unconstitutional. I'm not going to grant you a stay. So the law became inoperable at that point on January 30th. What the state of California did is they appealed to a three-judge panel on the Ninth Circuit asking for an administrative stay on the permanent injunction. And that panel granted a stay on the permanent injunction, but they didn't do it until February 5th. So for about six days, people in California were free to purchase ammunition just like they were, they are in the rest of the United States. I mean, there may be another state that puts heavy restrictions on ammunition. I don't think so. I don't think there's any of them. There are anything like the infringements on uh, the Second Amendment, uh, the, uh, the violation of the supremacy clause of the Constitution, uh, the violation of the uh, Commerce Clause. I mean, it's it's simply very unusual for a state to say that something that is perfectly legal for you to own cannot be purchased when it's legal to be sent through the mail to you in every other state of the union. Uh, so this this law is clearly unconstitutional, but this three-judge panel, I have to say it was a split decision, two to one. One judge said, clearly this law is unconstitutional, we should not grant the stay. And it is now going to go to uh, what's called, I think, the merits panel, which is uh, a different three-judge panel. And then they will decide whether or not that stay should stay in effect. So you have a temporary injunction, which then became a permanent injunction, and then a stay was refused, and then a stay was granted, and now we're going to see if somebody on the on the merits panel, the three-judge panel, in the Ninth Circuit will remove the stay on the permanent injunction. And that's where we are. California's just now always that, full of shenanigans, aren't they? It is. It is. You're right. And that sounds kind of like Alice down the rabbit hole yeah. complexity. But what we, to simplify it, judges on the Ninth Circuit are simply refusing to follow the rules as set forth by the Supreme Court. They're, they're, rejecting and uh, resisting the rule of the Supreme Court. And they are, by definition, inferior courts, which are supposed to follow what the Supreme Court says. And they're simply refusing to do it. They don't like the idea of the Second Amendment. They don't like the limitation on government power. And they're finding ways to try to justify uh, their resistance to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yep, yep, Supreme Court's about to. I, I was looking at what the Supreme Court's talking about doing or what some people are saying the Supreme Court could do with Hawaii. And uh, oh, the Hawaii yeah. thing, I, and I'm, I haven't seen you write about it yet. I would be interested to see what you might would write about it. But that's... Uh, well, I've, I've, uh, I have read about it, and I've written somewhat about the cases. I mean, I've, I actually wrote an article about the particular case 
uh, that they recently um, rejected Supreme Court, the Second Amendment on. Essentially, the Supreme Court of Hawaii just said, uh, the Supreme Court's all wrong about the Second Amendment. Yeah. We don't believe it, and so we're going to rule opposite. It's just bizarre. Um, but th- they actually said that, and they cited a television show yeah. in their wire. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and essentially, they cited what I would call an axiom of progressive legal reasoning, which is, well, that was then. This is now. Things have changed, so we don't have to follow what the law is. Well, I, you know, what they could do is they could find them in contempt of court. They could send U.S. Marshals out there and arrest them. They could. It's probably not going to happen that way right off. I don't know what will happen in this case. It's going to be appealed, and I don't know what will happen. The uh, I just presume it will be appealed because the person has already taken it up to the Supreme Court of Hawaii level. Right. They had a favorable opinion at the, I think it was the first court, the district level of court. The courts in Hawaii don't follow exactly the same structure that they do in the United States. Let me get you to hold on right there, because I got a question for you when we get back. I need your help with this. Talking to Dean Weingarten, this is Lock and Load. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? 
Is there any wonder why Internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492-800-509-4492-800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. time on the firing line this is lock and load and i'm speaking to dean weingarten and uh so i I was just telling dean at the break that uh what i want to talk about is that i have now acquired a 44 magnum which uh uh i was it was was a gift from a uh, from a sponsor here locally and uh, he's a hunter he has hunted everything that can kill him known to man he's hunted uh, uh, lions he's hunted elephant he's hunted cape buffalo bears all, all kinds of things and when I was talking about a, a bear gun or a hunting pistol or something, and I brought up the forty four Magnum, he thought that was rather amusing. <laughs> but then I got it, and I was able to, uh, I was able to uh, handle the gun and everything. So he ended up just giving it to me. But, uh, but you know, I also have a ten millimeter. And right. you, you of all people out there, you are one of the most uniquely qualified people I know that uh, could talk to me about which may be more effective in the wilderness as a carry gun in case I run into bears. So please. Well, I, I have to say that of all the different calibers out there, um, first off, we find that most calibers are effective. In other words, what the data show is that it's better to have a gun than not to have a gun. Because a lot of the time, bears will run off with warning shots or if they're merely wounded they don't like to be hurt and they will run off or run away but what we find is and it's probably a matter of just common use is that the biggest number of cases where handguns are used successfully against bears are 44 mag we have something that oh it's in the in it's getting close to 40 cases and there's only one case where the 44 Magnum 
is recorded as a failure, and that's a matter of definition because mm. the definition is that if the firearm, if the pistol is fired and the bear doesn't stop its aggressive activity, then that's considered a failure. Well, this was a case up in the Arctic at a test site, and someone had a 44 Magnum, and there were a number of people around, and there were polar bears that were aggressively acting toward people, and people tried very meth- various methods. Uh, I think somebody sprayed bear spray, and somebody fired these cracker shells, and somebody fired a 44 Magnum, not at the bear, but with warning shots. And the bear ignored all of it. So by the criteria of uh, the definition that we've set up, that is a failure. Now, I would say it's a failure because nobody shot at the bear. But it is still a failure because they tried to use the pistol to scare off the bear, and it didn't work. The warning shots did not work. But the overall effectiveness of the 44 Magnum is clear. It's extremely effective at stopping bear attacks. Um, now, the 10 millimeter also has an excellent record. All the cases where we found the 10 millimeter to be used in defense against bears have been successful. But there's it's a much smaller number. I think we're looking at about seven cases, maybe eight. I'd have to check the latest records. So it just has a much smaller number of cases that we found. But the overall number of cases are fairly small. We're only looking at, oh, I think we're still at less than 200 total cases. Um, that's enough to show you that handguns work well in, in stopping attacks by bears. But it's hard to say that one works a lot better than the other. Now, as to the two particular handguns, you have a 10 millimeter, which I'm think is a Glock by memory. Is that correct? Yes. Well, I mean, the one I have is a Glock, yes, sir. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it is what? It, it is a Glock, yes, sir. Yeah. So it's got a pretty, it's probably got a, a magazine with like 15 rounds. Yes, sir. In it, I'm guessing. Indeed. Yeah. And, and the uh, Ruger Super Blackhawk has six round cylinder. Right. Uh, it has a transfer bar safety, so you can carry it with all six rounds loaded. And most of the time, when you're in a defensive situation against a bear, six rounds are plenty. Now, the thing about the Super Blackhawk, let me ask you what's the barrel length on this. 5.5. Oh, that's a very handy length. I I like a 5. That's a a very useful length. It's easier to draw and get into use than a barrel longer than that, and you don't sacrifice hardly any velocity. So I and the Super Black, as I recall, I think all of them have adjustable sights, they do. and it's known for superb accuracy. I would say that the Super Blackhawk against a Glock pistol, when you remove the human factor, you know, say fire it from a mechanical rest, the Blackhawk will outperform the Glock. But it's not like it's an enormous difference. I mean, the Blackhawk will probably hold an inch or an inch and a half at 25 yards, right. the Glock will hold two and a half or three inches at right. 25 yards. So it's not something that's going to make a huge difference in a defensive situation against a bear, but it, it does show that the Blackhawk is an extremely well-made revolver. Uh, the other thing is that the, the Blackhawk is a, a single-action revolver, and it's very reliable. I think the Ruger 
action is more reliable than the original Colt action. It's more robust, but it is slow to reload compared to something like the Glock semi-automatic pistol or even a double-action revolver that has a swing-out cylinder that you can inject all the cartridges at once. So if reloading becomes a situation, then I would prefer the the Glock. Now, I'll tell you a situation that's going to be mentioned in detail more in an article that's waiting at Amelant for publication. But my brother... Uh, just recently, just a few days ago, was doing his morning walk up in uh, northern Wisconsin, and he lives in you know, he lives in a rural area. I think the nearest neighbor is about a quarter mile away or so. And he was in a lane not that far from his house, and he encountered a pack of six wolves uh, in the dark, and they were not frightened. And they were not intimidated. I mean, he yelled at them. He made short rushes at them. Now, ordinarily, you'd expect wolves to run away. Right. And in, in Alaska, wolves avoid humans extremely well because basically on anybody who's got an Alaskan hunting license is allowed to shoot at least one wolf. So you have the situation that when people are armed in Alaska, if they see a wolf, they pretty much have the legal authority to shoot it. So wolves have become extremely sensitive to human presence in Alaska. And if they sense that a human is anywhere nearby, they vacate the area. But here in northern Wisconsin, that's not the case. Wolves are protected. They're not allowed to be shot. Uh, They have very limited seasons. There's... They have tremendous protections on them, and wolves on a per-square-mile basis are more common in northern Wisconsin than they are in Alaska. So when you're facing a pack of wolves, I would prefer your Glock over a uh, 44 Ruger Blackhawk, even though the Blackhawk is superbly accurate, very powerful, very capable gun. I just would want a few more rounds in the, in the magazine. Right. Uh, in the, in the, against a bear, it probably won't make much difference. But the other problem you have, not, not a big problem, but a minor thing, is that the Ruger Blackhawk is a single-action revolver. Right. That is, you have to cock the hammer every time in order to fire it. Now, this gives you a very good single-action trigger. But it also takes a little bit more motion to cock that revolver. Yeah. And it, it, you can't, since you can't fire it by just pulling the trigger, it's a little bit slower. Now, single actions, of course, with a lot of training can be very fast. But with the same amount of training, a double action revolver or semi automatic is even faster. Well, so, uh, everybody I, I see training with a double action, single action revolver, they always seem to be shooting in single action. And, and I just prefer the look of the single action. And the reason I'm interrupting you is we're about to run out of time. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I've got something I want to tell you about this. So if you'll hang on for me, you can find Dean's work at Amoland.com. And I want to thank you for taking the time to join me today, sir. It's always a pleasure, Bill. Yes, sir. As for me, I'll be back in about 21 hours. Between now and then, I wish you would remember one thing. And that one thing is this. It has never been about gun control. Not once, not ever. 
it has always been and it's always going to be about total control, this has been Lock and Load. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there.